Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon, and our full range of U.S. markets, both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 23rd of September, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about, well, let's say the week in markets and business. Uh, I'm Nadine Blaney here with Andrew Gagan because, Andrew, it's been such a week in, in terms of the macro in particular. Well, I guess part of the problem has been a shortened week too. Of course, we had yesterday off and therefore we didn't have that immediate reaction to what the Fed did, which is obviously maintaining its really aggressive stance. And Nadine, you only have to look at how it's played out in the market today. Goodness, um, down over 2%. Yeah, we've hit a two-month low. Um, so again, we've had this delay in reacting to that 75 basis point hike from the Fed, which you, know, you would have thought it was priced into markets. I had a good chat with Bob Iaccino from trading path from the states and he said it did sort of play out how he had expected there was a rally during the day even after the rate hike was announced but Gee, then it a went, rally blink and you miss it but yeah blink and you miss it that's <laughs> right. what he was saying and happen, all happened quicker than he thought it would but he reckons it was just the commentary from jerome powell he called it a mic drop moment you know when he basically said this is what we're doing Goodbye, <laughs> you know, end of end of story. Well, I guess it goes to that point that equity markets just haven't woken up. And that's clearly been frustrating for the Fed members who have been out there talking up just how aggressive they are and the fact they'd have to maintain that aggressive stance. And no, they're not considering easing rates at this point. Yet the markets still seem to have priced that in. Yeah, it was, um, well, we've called it resilient. We've called it... Uh, pretty much every sort of word under the book for perhaps overconfident, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens between now and the end of the year. The conversations I've had today have right across the board been there is likely more downside to come in bouts. So volatility, again, we get back to that volatility question, but, you know, Junbei Liu from Tribeca Investment Partners on the call today, she said it, uh, you know, likely sideways at an index level, but great bouts of volatility and, she said, opportunity in there, you know, as an active investor. She lives for moments like this. Philip Pepe from Sean Partners was on the call as well. And he was saying, you know, there are so many opportunities coming to the fore. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the way you've got to look at it is obviously, uh, you know, when markets bottom, that is a buying opportunity. But, of course, I guess it's handy if you happen to have sold earlier than yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that's for that's, sure. That can be a question of timing too. But, yeah, I, I listened in actually to that interview you did with Bob Iaccino, which was fascinating. And 
he's obviously the opinion there that what he was saying, um, top to bottom, he would expect a, what, 45% fall for the NASDAQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too early to get into tech as well. I mean, he, he still talked about the fact that there are, again, long-term opportunities. Brad Gatsworth, who I spoke with from Unearthing Opportunities, you know him, you usually speak with him. Um, yeah, he's still saying, look, I wouldn't be getting, you know, really jumping in now. But, you know, if you're a longer term investor, uh, some of these big tech names, um, the innovators, the disruptors, you know, there's still lots of upside to come. So, you know, where would you be investing at the moment? Well, I guess if you happen to be in the coal space, you'd be feeling pretty happy with yourself because you know, we saw that again today. In fact, I think I'm just looking at the heat map. And they're the two bits that are glowing at the moment, <laughs> Whitehaven and New Hope, as they continue their record rise there, um, obviously with those, those coal prices. Yeah. In fact, the miners did pretty well today. Uh, iron ore prices rebounding in China, higher demand for that ingredient there. So yeah, Rio, BHP, Fortescue, all up today. Oz Minerals was out with a bit of news saying that it will invest about $1.13 billion to develop that West Musgrave copper nickel project in Western Australia. Um, yeah, again, it's just that battery metals thematic that continues to resonate. Gemma Dale from Aptrade. <laughs> well, sometimes I feel for Gemma because when there's not been a lot of action on the platform, she's reiterating, you know, it's it's the lithium names. like that. That's what's getting people excited right now. Pilbara actually mm. knocking Fortescue off the top spot. And Fortescue's been top stop for, for NAB traders for so long. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that theme just continues to although continues to yeah, keep lithium on. miners are off quite uh, markedly today. Um, dare I say, gold interesting, um, perhaps not as not being sold off as steeply as you may have thought. And um, why is that? Because obviously we've seen that that inverse sort of correlation where we're seeing with bond yields and also the US dollar, which we've been speaking about today too, just how strong that is and what's been going on with the yen. But uh, a, uh, Ed Moyer, in fact, who's a regular commentator on this show, uh, pointing out that perhaps we've seen the peak in Treasury yields and therefore you're going to start getting that support for gold. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out because of so many gold bugs, of course, clearly frustrated over the past 12 months. Yeah, I fell into that trap. I'll stick my hand up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, clearly if uh, you know, we're heading into recession, certainly globally, then gold's probably not a bad play. Well, we were also told it wasn't a bad play yeah, in that's an inflationary true. Yeah. environment. Oh, come on, I don't know. Gotta, that's why you... Wait, one day I'm we're going to be right, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just stay away from... I mean, I don't have any great insights generally, but, you know, I, I don't understand gold, obviously, and um, I don't think I'm the only one. Um, yeah, to... Tonight, I suppose what we're looking forward to is we will hear from Jay Powell again. He is opening a Fed speak sort of event in Washington, D.C. Um, also in the U.K., so we had the Bank of England raising rates yesterday as well. We've got a mini budget that is in focus as things start to get back to normal in the U.K. in the wake of the uh, the Queen's funeral and all of the proceedings around that. Um, as far as data out of the U.S. tonight, th- I, I can't really see anything that's a, a big No, in one. fact, looking ahead for next week, there's nothing that really jumps out, and that's certainly the case locally too, um, beyond the next RBA meeting, which is the following week, of course. But Nadine, another factor to consider is what's going on geopolitically. Yeah. And those really disturbing comments from Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Um, should we take him to his word, just how threatening... Is that 
and that clearly is potential for yet another, dare I say, it, black swan event. Yeah, it's worrying. It's it's definitely worrying. I mean, I don't think you can be uh, a human being on Earth and not be concerned when nuclear, you know, threats are being issued by a dictator in a major country. Interesting, Ilya Spivak. I spoke with him today from Daily FX. I didn't realize that he speaks Russian mm. and he spends a lot of time reading Russian media and he has a different take. Yeah, actually, I listened to that interview. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, go ahead because it he is perhaps... He's a little more circumspect about it, isn't he? He is, certainly so. I told him at the time I'd have to go back and listen to everything that he was saying again, but it, he, he doesn't see this necessarily as an escalation, this change in rhetoric coming from the Russian president. So, look, we have put that interview um, in the show notes so you can listen to it. Now, it is a lot about the yen, which I think equally <laughs> you should be interested in to hear Ilya's thoughts on that. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's... Um, It'll be interesting to see, well, I hope he's right, you know, but there is nuance in the conversation as well. Yeah, not an escalation unless, of course, you're a Russian and you're called up. That's a different Did you see some of the pictures of yeah, the I mean Russians at the airports? Yeah, and what a risk those people are taking yeah. by protesting. Well, the protests, but uh, I mean, I don't think it's fake news, but you've seen images oh, coming from yeah, all the men at airports trying yeah, to get out. The problem is, where do they go? Well, I don't know. Because so many of those countries obviously don't have, if you don't have a visa, yeah. um, even those countries where no visa is required, they shut the border basically. Yeah, it's unreal. I was reading Vanity Fair last night, just as you do sometimes to get away from all the business, you know, and I found myself anyways reading about all the Russians in the UK and in London and just how they were exerting influence in the upper echelons of power, particularly in the conservative government, mm. all of the real estate purchases. Anyways, if you get a chance um, to read the article, maybe I'll put it in next week's weekend newsletter. But it, um, yeah, it was really fascinating because everybody was really pleased to take everybody's money, uh, you know, pre-March or whenever the war first broke out. It's fascinating. So well, we've digressed, haven't we? We have a little, <laughs> okay. but no, these are the things that I think are important to consider, particularly as an investor, that um, you've got to look at that bigger picture, haven't you? You do, you do. And uh, Scuddy's got an interview up online uh, all about the central banks you might want to check out. Um, almost got preoccupied and forgot about the stock of the day. So just given all the rate hikes that we've seen uh, at the time, you know, computer share was the best performer on the 200. It, uh, it didn't end the session as the best performer, but it's one of those companies that, always is said to stand to benefit when interest rates rise. So I had a chat with Philip Pepe from Sean Partners and June Bailey from Tribeca Investment Partners about computer share and if it's a buy. Last financial year, about 10% of their revenue was interest income, but that's about 35% of their profits. That'll increase materially into FY23. They've got um, about 38 billion uh, in cash and investment balances, and they're flagging 520 million in margin income. That's a material increase on PCP. So that's a very good. Um, uh, well, this, that that alone is a reason to buy um, Q, uh, QB um, computer. CPU, share, I think. Yep. Yeah, CPU, absolutely, to buy from me. Now, for computer share, at this point, if you put the spot bond yield uh, interest rate, future predicted interest rate in, uh, it is it is probably come about 20 to 30 percent upgrade compared to consensus numbers. So for me, you need to investors need to follow earnings. If the earnings going to be upgraded by that much, share price certainly heading higher. So that is a buy. It's not just a buy; it's a double buy. And we had a couple of those on the. We had 
three of those well, on the There you call go, today. to your point. Opportunity <laughs> yeah. in a falling market. There you go. All right, should we just end it here? Yeah. You know, it's the weekend, and, and you know, I know that many of you listeners would have Probably already be lost. on the weekend, yeah, a four-day yeah. weekend, so I'm <laughs> taking true. the sneaky Friday off as well. That's true. We've got Friday drinks we've got to get to, Andrew. We've got to wrap this up. All right. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.